Hey gang, Hydraberg here, the cut above horror review. Tonight's pick is a Troma original, The Toxic Avenger from 1984. Does this film stand the test of time, or is it just filth covered in slime? Find out on episode 104 of A Cut Above, starting now. Cut my life into pieces! Good evening and welcome to A Cut Above Horror Review, a podcast where we review all things horror. I'm your host Jacqueline and tonight we'll be discussing The Toxic Avenger from 1984. But first, let's meet everyone else on the show. First up, it's Hydraberg. What's going on, Hydraberg? <laughs> That's my toxie. Pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. How you guys doing? <laughs> Pretty good. How are you? Good. Good, good. And next up, it's John. Hello, Hi. Jacqueline. Hello, Chewbacca. <laughs> oh, I was yeah, that was a little rah, rah. oh, that was that was see that was good too. <laughs> Those were equally good. <laughs> We've now turned now into somebody, the Chewbacca shit. Now somebody do the really suave voice. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Uh, did I knock you over? I apologize. <laughs> I'm barely. Oh god, that's the wrong voice. <laughs> sorry. Too many voices to keep up with on this show. <laughs> well, how you guys doing? Excellent. Yeah, have a good weekend. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anybody watch anything good? I watched a bunch of good stuff. Um, I've I've been screaming on the mountaintop to watch the bear on Hulu. Yes, you have. I've been watched season two and it is some of the best television I've ever watched before. Wow. I've been hearing so many good things about that. So good. And if you can watch it without any spoilers, there's some cameos that just pop up that nobody's aware of that are great. And it's I don't know, man. And if you've like if you've worked in the food industry, it resonates there. Like if you were ever a chef or in a kitchen or whatever. But even if you're not just I don't know. And it takes place in Chicago. So the backdrop is of the city is just great. Nice. Uh, I want to visit Chicago. I love Chicago. Never been? Yeah, yeah. Chicago's no, I've awesome. never been. It looks Let's great. Guys. Hmm? Let's take a field trip. Oh, that'd be yes. Awesome. Who do My we know friend. in Chicago? Can we sleep on somebody's couch? Well, I, I, I don't, I don't think I know anybody really well in Chicago. I have some acquaintances, but my best friend from childhood used to live there for years and years. So it was awesome because I could go out there and visit her and, um, you know, explore Chicago and do some stuff and have some fun. But then she moved to Cleveland. Mm. So that's not as exciting. <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch YouTube, but that guy, uh, I think his name's Mr. Gigi. He's a YouTuber. He does he does reviews of um, like horror movies, but he's also a gamer and stuff like that. He lives yeah. out there. I can get a hold of him. Oh, oh do you sweet. know him? No. Oh, you can. <laughs> oh, okay. We can stay at an Airbnb. We just gotta check the basement first for any trap doors or anything. <laughs> Make sure there's not somebody already living there for forty. Yeah. Uh huh. Absolutely. <laughs> Good lord. All right, all right. Well, uh, some of us have been busy bees around here. Hydraberg, you want to talk about um, your guest appearance that you had recently? Yeah, I was on front of the show, Rob and Andy's uh, podcast, Circle of Jerks, on YouTube. I believe it's episode 55, and we discussed the film Aliens, uh, the classic action. Alien or Alien? Alien. Okay. Plural. First one. Oh, I thought you said the second one. The second one, yes. Aliens. Oh, Okay. (laughs) And maybe maybe this is a hot take, but I actually like that more than Alien. That's Not by it. much. I mean, I I think Alien's a classic, but I I enjoyed Aliens a little bit more. I hold them both up as I think Alien is like one of my top five favorite horror films, like horror sci-fi. 
And I mm-hmm. consider Aliens more like sci-fi action. It's still got that horror element a little bit in it, too. Sure. More sci-fi mm-hmm. action. But they're mm-hmm. both stellar um, on entries into the Alien uh, franchise, in my opinion. I would agree with that, Hyderberg. Um, I just prefer Alien because I mm-hmm. prefer horror to action. But I yeah. do like both. And I, I do think that they're both great within their subgenres. But yeah, I prefer Alien. Yeah. Yeah, and Jack, that's fine. Yeah. I got the hot take. That's cool. That's okay. No, no, no judgment. That's, I, 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 I love. I don't think that's, think that's and, a super hot take. No, it's and a it's, common it's, take. Yeah, it's not. It's not a knock on Alien because Alien is a classic. But Aliens mm-hmm. to me was I. I enjoyed that more. It's got a great I, face. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a real take. I don't think that's hot. And it's got Michael Bean, and who doesn't love some Michael Bean? You know, or Bill Paxton. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, game oh, over, God. man. <laughs> I love that man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also did a special guest appearance for the first time in a long time. It's been a while. Um, But uh, I was lucky enough to appear on Justin from a cut uh, from a cut above. Oh, my God. From Straight Chilling Podcast's (laughs) little spinoff YouTube series, Creature Comforts, where he likes to cover sort of horror adjacent type stuff. And uh, so we were talking about The Wizard of Oz from 1930. Nice. Awesome. What some of the dark elements of that are and some stuff that's like haunted probably people, some people throughout their childhoods. And yeah. we do a pretty deep dive into that and have a, we had a really good discussion about it. Um, it was an absolute blast because um, something I explain on the episode is that as far as I can remember, that was my first favorite movie that I ever had. Um, That's a good pick, though. Hell yeah. 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 So um, I was obsessed with that movie when I was a little kid. So um, it was super fun to revisit it and look at it with, you know, different eyes and talk about it with Justin. So um, check that out. It's on YouTube on the Straight Chilling um, channel. So, yeah. yeah. That's such a classic. It's just mm-hmm. I, I don't think that movie ever gets old. You know what I mean? It's just every time you watch it, there's like a magic to it. Um, what what year did that movie come out? 39. Yeah, I was going to say 39, right? Damn, that's almost 100 Impressive. years old. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Same year as Gone with the Wind. That was a big year for movies. Shit. <laughs> My mother loved uh, The Wizard of Oz. She's actually the one that showed it to me for the first time. Too. Yeah. And the monkeys, the flying monkeys kind of creeped me out when I was little. <laughs> well, which always freaked me out. Oof. Yeah. Well, I think the uh, the episode just dropped yesterday on YouTube, so you guys should check it out. And uh, it was pretty good. Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't appear anywhere. I just I'm here. So, hi <laughs> <Bye>, guys. <laughs> hey John. It's all good though. Well, you, That's all. You've been on with Anya a couple of times recently. Mm, the past yeah, a while, a couple months you ago. Lamb and uh, Rob Zombie Showdown Smackdown. Oh, oh you got it in. Well done. <laughs> Thanks. I wasn't even trying. That just yeah. actually happened organically. <laughs> it's weird when you just use his name in a sentence like normally and you're not trying to get it in like. Well, I was going to try to sneak it in when Hyderberg mentioned the bear. Oh, there's special guest appearance. I was going to say, is Rob hey, Zombie yeah. one of them? Mm-hmm. He was. <laughs> Speaking of which, I actually did watch Lords of Salem. Oh? And it's, yeah. It, Don't say it's too much. Not I'll like, probably pick it on the road. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or, or you might be picking another Rob Zombie movie soon because I think it's your pick next week. I don't know. Maybe, Maybe but what were your impressions of The Lords of Salem? <clears throat> Very different. Uh, it was a different studio. I forgot what it was. It wasn't Lionsgate. It was something else. Oh. Um, so they, it, it almost like they had a uh, a leash on Rob Zombie. So it wasn't like this outlandish. Mm. I mean, he showed the nudity and stuff like that. And the violence was 
was fairly graphic, but it, it was a very tame type Rob Zombie movie. If you've never seen it, but I, I recommend it. Things about it actually. It, it's okay. I and mean, I've heard that Cherry Moon does a pretty decent job in it compared to her other, um, because like you said, it stopped down a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it just kind of she doesn't have to overact in this movie, mm-hmm. and she doesn't. So, um, <laughs> like regular. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I, the character doesn't. <clears throat> excuse me, the character doesn't call for it. So, yeah. How many times did they drop the c word? <laughs> Like, I don't think they did at all. Oh, I mean, they, no, no, they no, throw no, in no. fuck like unnecessarily. I mean, oh, okay, and that's so they make definitely, up for it with some extra yeah, stuff. Gotcha. yeah. Well, I'm proud of you for watching that of your own volition, John. And Hyderberg, uh, you may have an opportunity in the next year or two to watch that. Oh, yeah, for reasons unknown. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will. Yeah, I will. I will come home. You might have yeah. to dragula me to watch oh. that. Okay. <laughs> It'll make you a super beast. Oh, okay. oh, that was good. That was good. Jacqueline's a living um, dead girl. Is that how the song goes? What was it? <laughs> yep. Well, you know that mo- that movie lurks yeah. on Camp X. <laughs> I'm Electric right, Head Part Two. Electric Boogaloo. No. <laughs> <laughs> electric Dead Part Two. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Oh. Well, John, do you have any yes. more news for us? I did. It, it's really light out there right now um, mm-hmm. as far as news goes, but I did have you guys watch a couple of trailers. Uh, Final Cut, just a little background. This is actually, I guess, the unofficial remake of the Japanese classic uh, uh, One Cut of the Dead. Um, it came out last year in France, but it's coming to America in uh, July 14th. You guys watched it. Thoughts? Well, it, I'm... <laughs> I'm I'm surprised to hear you say that it's an unofficial remake because it seems like pretty much exactly the same. Yeah. From what it I do- saw. It doesn't seem like it's has that charm of One Cut of the Dead. Have you guys seen One Cut of the Dead? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen it. I freaking love that. I mean the way yeah. the way it was set up, this just seems more theatrical, you know. It doesn't know, seem I mean- like it ha- have have that that charm, that one cut of the dead. It looks like I, it's just I, kind of mirroring each scene and just doing it with a French twist. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't see the point in it, to be honest. And it's. I do find it interesting because normally it's us, the Americans, that take something and then like bastardize it. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah. And I'm not yeah. saying that it's probably bad. It might be good, but it just seems odd because it's a fairly recent film too. To even I I'm, I feel like the film really really liked it. It was like what 2016, 17. Yeah, I feel like it was only like five or six years ago, right? Yeah, it just normally I thought, really- it was, I thought it was older than that. I mean, it was like one of those movies that, <clears throat> and I think uh, Randy from Straight Chillin' talked about this, is that they put it in one theater and everybody, it, keep, it kept selling out. And then it just became this big cult classic. And yeah. then it just got distributed everywhere. I mean, like Shutter had it for a bit. Okay. Here. I I thought it was older, but I, I mean it just it just became this phenomena and you know everybody started talking about it and it really lives up to the hype. And you know, I, I'm just gonna do an apples to apples comparison. Like you said, Hydraberg, you know, it's usually the Americans that are fucking up a you know great property like that. You know, it's like the movie Martyrs. You know, how fucked mm-hmm. up was that movie? But it was so good. I actually uh probably last week I watched the American version of Martyrs. Oh no. I just, it was like my my hands and my face. And it's going, as bad oh as people say, huh? 
I've been yeah, told there was some, to watch it. There was something there was something so dark about the French version of Martyrs that it it, it just it really kind of sits with you in your yes. gut. And it's just like, oh my God, this movie's disgusting, but it's so beautiful. This movie is just like disgusting and it's like bastardizes <laughs> the, yeah. the French version, you know? And you're just like, Ugh. like the whole like outcome of the movie, like the, doesn't the American one like make significant changes to the story that like change the meaning of the story? Oh, oh it does. It does. Big time. I don't want to ruin it if somebody wants to watch it, but I, I wouldn't recommend it at all. But yeah, getting back to. Uh, final cut. Um, I will actually give this movie a chance. I'm not excited about it, but I will actually give this movie a chance. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious to see what they're doing. Like, like you guys said, just based on the trailer. I mean, that's all we have to go on. But I mean, I don't want to prejudge, but it does look like more or less the exact same thing. You know, maybe it has like a you know more of a French feel to it. But it's like if you're just gonna remake a movie, kind of scene for scene and like mirror all the stuff. That's like what that's i mean is that yeah. art what's the know. point so <clears throat> i don't know i don't want to i don't want to judge it too harshly just based on the trailer but that's definitely how it seemed to me it almost feels right. like it's like wh whoever made it loves the the original so much that they're like i don't know that people in france are going to watch the japanese version so i'm going to make a version of that and then so that way they'll <laughs> they'll watch my version and then maybe from that they'll watch the original or i don't know maybe that's what the person's thinking yeah, I whoever the filmmaker was, I I don't think they're poking fun. I think it is really no. an homage to one cut like of the it. dead. Yeah, it, it feels like they have like a, a lot of reverence for that movie. So it'd I don't be know. funny if I, there was like a cameo from some of the people. <laughs> yeah, right. would, like somebody's cool. a DP or something of like that, yeah, yeah. like one of the characters from the original. Uh, yeah. So the only other story I had, uh, have you watch another trailer? It's called Natty Knox with some of our favorite. Actors and actresses, Daniel Harris is in it, Bill yeah. Mosley, and Robert England. It's opening yeah. uh, July 21st. What you guys think of the uh, trailer? Looks kind of generic. Mm -hmm. The it CGI looks, looks very spotty. It looks generic, and I can't really tell what's going on, but I do like that cast lineup. Me too. But anytime, like, there's just so many movies. I that love Daniel have, Harris. Like, cast <laughs> of people. Just because it has people we like in it doesn't mean it, it makes a good film, you know what I mean? But... I mean, That's hopefully good. the people we like put in a good performance, at least. Didn't it feel like a mix between something paranormal and uh, maybe a candy home man. invasion? A candy, yeah, well, kind of a Candyman, but a home invasion type, too. I mean, kind the, of. Like, it maybe. doesn't look so bad. It just, based off the trailer, it just looks very cheaply made. Yeah. And I'm just worried that it's not going to really be a great film. Well, and so what I'm worried about happening is that, like, it really promotes those three actors in the mm -hmm. trailer. Bill Moose, Daniel Harris. Robert England. Yeah. But when you go, I went to IMDb to look it up, and um, they're like, there's like 20 people billed on IMDb before those people. <laughs> it's like, I feel, I get the sense that they're barely in it, but they get like huge billing just so that people will go see it. So, yeah. there's like a spirit looks like it's trapped in a mirror, and it just doesn't look good. Like, I know, yeah, I got kind of the vibes of uh, like oh. one of the ghosts from 13 Ghosts. Yeah, but like it looks the... like a student film but like work. <laughs> <It did. laughs> <laughs> i don't know whatever it's uh, it'll be on tubi i'm sure <laughs> yeah maybe We're, it'll be a shutter exclusive oh yeah yeah actually it might be a shutter exclusive could be yeah did you see that joe bob did a uh, sharknado this past weekend no yeah yeah it was sharknado and like some other creature thing from oh, austria cool. or something yeah because yeah. it was like it was like aquatic themed yeah uh, <laughs> I haven't. I've been slacking on the Joe Bob. I'll be honest. 
I think I think they took a break because uh the writers strike. I think yeah, that's maybe. why they kind of cut the the season in half. That they, they never do a mid-season finale. They ended up doing Walking Dead or something like that. Dead City, the new one. Yeah, the spin-off. I, could, I have zero interest in that. But I, I have my D&D nights usually on Fridays, and that comes first. So Sorry, Joe Bob. Hey. <laughs> Darcy, you're welcome yeah. to join the game if you'd like. You Got to get your nerd on on Fridays, man. Yeah, bro. I mean, that actually most playing a campaign way. that's like a Dracula campaign, too. It's called Curse of Strahd, and it takes place in a place called Barovia, which is like Transylvania. Oh, okay. nice. Undead and... Um, vampires and goth stuff werewolves so it's pretty cool that sounds rad yeah <laughs> i have a little spot of news it's not confirmed yet but they found human remains in california where julian sands was um hiking where he was last seen hiking That's and right. all signs are pointing to it might be him unfortunately he's been missing since like january yeah. 16th or something yeah it's a shame he's like 66 too he's a he was a big hiker and, and he loved the outdoors so I mean, if it is him, at least he died doing what he loves. So, but it hasn't been confirmed yet. But all signs are pointing to it's probably his um, remains, unfortunately. So, yeah. well, and if it is confirmed, at least then his family can have some closure. Yeah, that's how yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, at least they know now for sure what happened. Yeah, because yeah. that's even it. Just makes it worse to have those question marks. Yeah, I mean, I I've been thinking about it since they talked about it in January. Like, I'm still like, wait, they still haven't talked about it. like what happened with it. Well, yeah, perusing the internet, I mean, for me, it's just like seeing that it's, oh, man, because he was in, um, was it Warlock? Warlock. He was in, what was that movie where he, the woman's body, he's like a doctor. Oh. He like cuts uh, her limbs off. Was it Boxing Helena? Yeah, Boxing Helena. It's a very dark film. Had Mm. Sherilyn Finn in it, man. She was my favorite back in the day. Yeah. Kind of a sucker for the dark hair and blue eyes, you know? Oh, yeah. I got you, bro. Striking combo. That's nice combo. I actually have uh, blue eyes, John, and dark hair. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, was like, I have brown you? eyes because I'm full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, I, you had me second guessing like everything. I was like, wait a minute. Does he have blue eyes? No, they're no. brown. Yep. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> All right. well, where where do we go from this part right here? I was about to ask. You guys are ready to get into the Toxic Avenger. Yes. All right. So um, this is John. Okay, (laughs) looking it up real quick. John, why did you pick this movie? Well, I got to tell you, Jacqueline and Hydraberg is that this was like one of the first, I guess, uh, I guess what the British would call a video nasty, like (laughs) one of those movies that you hear about in high school or middle school going into high school and vice versa and stuff like that. And you hear about these movies and I had a buddy named Brett and he's like, dude, you got to check this movie out. I'm like, okay. So I watched it and it was just so exciting to me. Cause I saw nudity and I was like, oh, you know, and it was just like, sorry, I know you don't like that. Ta-da's. Um, Scooby-Doo. I don't know. I, <laughs> but trauma has, I think Uncle Lloyd, Lloyd Kaufman, the creator of Troma, has had a lot of hit and misses in his career. And to me, this movie is very much horror adjacent, but a horror movie all in the same breath. Mm-hmm. So so um, I thought it'd be perfect to talk about. So it was my pick. I wanted to. And there we go. That's that's all the reason you need. Yeah, my that friend. sounds good enough to me, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I too remember, I remember, I think the first time I saw this film, it might have been censored, but it was on like, I think USA Up All Night. Mm. There's still a good amount of like, 
gore and stuff on there. They, <laughs> they cut out, I think, some of the sauna scenes and the nudity. But um, I don't know, because they got away with some stuff back then, too, on late night television. Yeah. But I don't remember exactly what I saw, but I know that, like, I shouldn't have been watching it. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw it on a VHS and I like I took it back home and I had one of those TV VCR combos, the 13 inch screen. And I, I kind of yanked it from my buddy and <laughs> kept rewinding that, that sauna scene. And then but, you yanked um, it to the scene. <laughs> I'll get to it when we do our competition. Yeah, it's in my notes. Yeah, it's in my competition. I now. remember that you talking about that, John. And then when the scene came on, I was like, oh, yeah, I too paused the scene <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of pausing happening this week <laughs> oh boy all right well john would you like to be yes. the first to tell us whether this movie fucks or sucks oh this movie fucks it's a <laughs> dirty nasty toxic fuck that you can do over and over and over again even if your junk swells up and green pus pus oh my god out and it's <laughs> It's beautiful. It's well, it's, let's, it's let's a hope that that doesn't happen. But yeah, yes, I you can definitely run to a doctor if that's happening to you. I mean, you got you know more modern medical technology. You can take care of that. Yeah, everything's got but, a fix. How about you, Jacqueline? Does it fuck oh. or suck? How do you oh. follow that up? <laughs> I I can't honestly. Um, it it definitely fucks. Uh, not only does it fuck, I feel like it also deserves a fuck, and with someone other than a sheep. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, deserves better than a sheep. Heidelberg, what say you? Uh, like a tender lay between a beautiful blind bimbo and a hideously defigured monstrosity with a heart of gold. This film fucks. <laughs> well said. Beautifully put by our wordsmith. Mm. Um, and on that note, before we get into Heidelberg's reach around as he moistens his eyes, John, would you like to drop the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Your spoiler alert. We'll be talking about Toxic Avenger from 1984 in its entirety. If you have not seen this movie, you're dumb. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, uh, pause the podcast, go watch it, and then come back to find out what we thought about it. All right. You guys ready for a toxic reach around? Oh, yeah. For a toxic reach around. As I reach around your engorged nether regions that are <laughs> great coming out of Wow. Anyway. All right. You ready? Hold on, I need a little drink of water here. Okay. I moisten my eyes, I moistened my throat. I'm all moistened up, guys. Are you moist? All right. Okay. A toxic tale told not too long. A little town 15,000 strong. Tromaville, a dweeb was born. In New Jersey, this story's based. A loser with an ugly face. Gets transformed through toxic waste. A prank gone wrong has changed this man. He cleans up crime with mop in hand. As rumors spread throughout the land. A monster loose in the streets. But to his lady, a freak in the sheets. Only a threat to power-hungry elites. Corruption that spreads all over the city. Instinct to kill evil, his mutant ability. Most of it gross and all of it silly. Bozo's a clown and Slug is a bug. Both of them squished and covered in blood. Sarah shows our hero all about love. How just like rage, both can be blind. A tender man inside of a monster who wants to be kind. Now the citizens of Troma have gotten in line. To see the creature from the slime kick the ass of crime. From zero to not your average superhero. A giant heart and very little ego. I love the monster hero. So enjoy the story of Melvin's adventure and how he became the Toxic Avenger. Love it. Well done. Well done. Heidelberg, I could I'm never be as good as that. Well, you don't know until you try. <laughs> oh, I didn't. <laughs> I tried. Did you? No. Yeah, we had a homework Relax. assignment. Yeah. Jacqueline? I'm just over Did here you? looking sheepish. I, mm, I was a bad 
I didn't I didn't do my homework. I'm sorry. John wrote us a reach around as well. He did. May I try? I it's not as good as Hydroburst, but let me try. You Wait, guys John, I would love to mo- you need love to moisten your eyes, John. <laughs> it helps. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. Moisten something. Um, okay, here we go. Our superhero story starts with Melvin the Mop Boy. He mopped the Tromaville Health Club with joy. Two bozos, Slug, Wanda, and Julie. Melvin did annoy. So they decided to get revenge on Melvin as a ploy. Melvin thought he was making out with Julie. He was actually a sheep. Did I mention he was dressed in a tutu that was pink? Melvin was humiliated and embarrassed, and he ran for the window. Straight to the vat of toxic waste, he did sink. You get violence, like arm rips, human sundays, eye gouges, plus a bunch of bodacious tatas. If you're a horror fan, it won't make you feel like a scrubby. This film gave preteen John his very first chubby. <laughs> exposed and destroyed all the evils of his town with Moxie. Like his mom said, he went from a boy to a man, a superhero we now call Toxie. Oh my gosh, that was so good, John. That was good, John. That was <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> I tried to keep my shit together because you had some. The I thought you were ending on chubby because I was like, "Wow, that's a great." And then you had more. I was like, "Well, oh, there's more, awesome." <laughs> and just like so- mine, I could start to sense where you were going to end it too. I was like, "Oh, I'm feeling it." I'm feeling <laughs> it. That was really good, John. That so was- actually, I-, I beat Jacqueline in this competition. That's mm-hmm. all that matters to me. Oh well, yeah, I admit defeat. <laughs> that was my defeat. In my defense, though, I had to. I was on other podcasts and I ran out of time. I'm sorry. Yeah, she's just too famous for us guys. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm too busy for you, little people. Mm. <laughs> no, uh, no. So, anywho, guys, this is. It's not Troma's first movie, no. but it's their first, like, I guess, big release. Yeah, I right? think it's the one that kind of made them more of like a household name. If you want to, yeah, call it. yeah, it's still kind of underground, but like. Like, even my mom knew about this movie, because when I mentioned to her I watched it that night when I wasn't supposed to, she was like, oh, God, you watched that movie? And then eventually I rented the real version from the store, the video store. Right. Yeah. Even Joey's heard of this movie. He might have even seen part of it in his younger days. There was even a cartoon. I know. A cartoon. It became a big marketing thing, you know? I guess it was, what, in the 90s or something like that? Yeah, the Toxic Crusaders. Yeah, book. It was all over the place. Well, they're remaking this movie, and it's supposed to come out either late this year, or early next year. And Peter yeah. Dinklage is going to play the Melvin Toxic Avenger. That's interesting character. That is interesting. Um, yeah, if people, if like an average person doesn't really know trauma, if they've heard of anything trauma related, it's probably the Toxic Avenger. Would you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You agree that that's like probably fair. I think so. Yeah, that that are class of Nukem High. Mm. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. And maybe Tromeo and Juliet, if just because no, of- that's, that to me is like too obscure. Yeah. Um not because of the name. Well you might have heard of it. I think once you go down that rabbit hole of like enjoying trauma movies, so maybe it was starting off with Toxic Avenger and then I don't know, watching the sequels afterwards, and then you kind of get into Tromeo and Juliet and I actually like the sequels too, from what I remember. I remember a long time ago I watched them all, and I'm gonna. St- I, I started watching two today. That's I- interesting. I, I I'm curious to what you thought of the Toxic Avenger, Melvin Toxie, whatever you want to call him. Didn't he look stupid in like the the sequels? 
His, like to me, he looked all right in the first one. Yeah, I mean, I know it was like cheap makeup and foam or whatever, but they kind of went looked, cheaper on the, his look, I think, in the uh, yeah. second one. Um, his his mask looks a little different. Um, his arms just look like kind of painted, whereas in the first one, they had a lot of that dead skin or like 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 messed up, hard looking, rough looking skin that he had because his arms got like boils and shit like boils, that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, there was more of that. I thought. Um, and they also, I think the voice was different maybe in the sequel. And they also changed, they retconned the girlfriend. In the first movie, She's called, her name is Sarah. Oh, excuse me. Sarah. And then in the, in the second one, I started watching it and they're like, and my girlfriend, uh, Claire. And I'm like, what? what? <laughs> it's the same person. She's a blind, hot blonde. It's not the same actress, but I don't know. And he narrates this one. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do it in the first one, right? I don't think. Oh, no, he does narrate mm-hmm. the first one a little bit. No, he talks a little <laughs> bit. I There's another yeah, like narrator. He's like, you know, we're going to the town of Tromaville and 15,000 yeah. people, blah, blah, blah. There's that establishing shot, too, and it kind of hit me, too, because they show the Twin Towers. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought about that, too. You don't, always- you, yeah, you don't see it anymore, so. Yeah. And then at the end, the narrator's like, so if you ever find yourself in need of help, look to the horizon. You just might see the Toxic Avenger. And so I actually but- like that. I like that, too, but I don't think that's supposed to be Toxie saying it, is it? Is it? No, I no. Guess it's somebody else. Sort of like yeah, there's a narrator his legend, this one. The legend of the Toxic Avenger. And I love that we get, yeah, because the narrator's telling us like about Tromaville and stuff, and we get the Tromaville literally has a toxic, like they have the sign, Welcome to Tromaville, and it literally says, Toxic Chemical Capital of the World. Like it's advertised <laughs> on the sign. It's like so on the nose. It's fun. I mean... <laughs> It's it, it's got the most outlandish characters. So let's talk about Bozo. Bozo's oh. like the 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 leader guy, I guess. He's mm-hmm. he's the leader like of the younger younger dudes at the gym, at least I guess. Yeah, yeah. Like the four in particular who are doing like the super horrible stuff and are tormenting. Yeah, they're basically bullies. Yeah. So I think that I would say- playing Go Bozo. Ahead, Sorry, I think the actor playing Bozo was actually really good. I felt like he I was really. Too fitted to this role and like he does not half-ass it i mean it's like this over the top like almost kind of like biff from back to the future like just like evil kind of obviously evil like douchebag um, he's not evil he's just very stressed out yeah <laughs> stressed out. he's a stressful guy he, he does I, I like the comparison to Biff from Back to the Future, but I mm. I, I felt more like a like a antagonistic uh, Jim Carrey, you know. Mm, yeah. yeah, I can see you that because he's just like his facial expressions, you know, his eyes get really bright, and he's just like I'm so stressed out. He's yeah, like it's like pulling his hair out. Well, like it's not realistic acting at all. No. But you know, it's funny that we did this movie back to back with Hobo with a Shotgun because I feel like this movie and that movie share a lot of the same good qualities. Uh, You know, like in both movies, obviously the acting is over the top. It's like intentionally bad. And I think, I think everybody is aware of that, right? Like people don't watch toxic and think like, boy, they they really hired some terrible actors. I think people are like, Oh, haha. They're deliberately acting badly. I feel like the two sons in the hobo uh, movie (laughs) Sort of almost like an homage to Bozo and, and Slug from this movie. Right? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, like the over-the-top nature of these like evil characters. I, I I also saw similarities there. Oh, they're so fucking evil. They're just depraved. Even the yeah. women that they're with. Yeah. They're it's like un- so into their thing. Yeah, it's un- it's unusual that you see female characters who are like 
just as bloodthirsty as the male characters. Like it happens, like a Last House on the Left, I guess, yeah. and a bunch of other stuff. But you know, it's it's not as common. Yeah, Slug and Wanda are the most horny people on the planet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, he, I love how he was like, "I got the I got the gym overnight. We can do anything we want. I just I slipped <laughs> Tony fifteen bucks. That's all it takes for fifteen bucks." <laughs> And as soon as he says that, you see Melvin in the background doing. Yeah, some just mopping. mopping around. That's all he does is mop. Apparently, there's no other cleaning that needs to be done. No garbage taken out. No nothing. He just mops. Name's mop boy. Yeah. Yeah. Down or anything. Just John, you know. I actually, I knew I was watching a classic as soon as I saw that there were names like um, characters like Toxie, Cigarface, Bozo, <laughs> Slug, Knuckles, Nipples, Barbie, <laughs> Chief of Police, and Doctor Snodberger. <laughs> It should be Snotburger because he fucking blows his nose on his sleeve. Oh, is that the guy that's like telling him about where's the monster? What he does is he's got the brain yeah, to take care of all the evil people. Yeah, that was better acting than they than they did. So I was literally just about to say the same thing. It's like that was an <laughs> accent that my guy did. We get that awesome workout scene in the beginning where we just get like a, a we we kind of cruise through the gym. You gotta fucking love the eighties with their oh my God. like freaking like, the two gay guys. I, they just had me cracking up every time they were on. they were like wearing no clothes all the time. There was one moment where the, where the guy was nervous and he grabbed the other he like pushed like guy's hand into his own mouth and like started chewing on the other guy's. And there was another scene when um, Toxie comes back to the gym and he jumps into the other guy's arms. Yeah, <laughs> and everybody else just so like you said, just everybody's just so over the top. There's the the, uh, there's like a really fat woman in the aerobics class who's just eating candy bars and chips while working out. Like, <laughs> bug and slug. I mean, not bug and slug. That's what they should be called. Bozo and slug are fucking. They're smoking cigarettes while they're doing like crunches. Yeah, I have crunches. So they're like passing back and forth as they as I they mean, crunch. <laughs> there was just like this outlandish scene where where slug puts that that garter snake down that that trainer's like a like his shirt yeah. and he's like just follow what i do everybody look at this and then he's, he's like wriggling around like he's got a snake in his back and he's following along that was a great scene yeah i think, I think this film's very over the top but i it works for this film especially i think um i'm not like you guys know i'm not the biggest trauma guy i mean but i do like these are the movies that i do love the most out of the trauma catalog um and i think this is like everything kind of just hits the most in these movies, like I think the gore looks great. I think, um, you know, they're zany, but it just kind of works for like this, the, the way the story's written around these characters. And uh, I don't know, it just works. I agree. I it's not as good as Poultry Guys, but you know. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, so are you gonna give this a negative one then? Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna give it a negative score? Can't go. You gotta lower. think about it. Though. Like, 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 I agree with Heidelberg. I mean, I think the effects were actually really good. I mean, the kill scenes were so. Almost spot on a little bit. Yeah, They're pretty okay. gross. I mean, you can see some of the seams, but like it's an older film, and it still, still, oh yeah, still looks cool. You know, even though some of it you can see, like they like there's a scene where they when they run over the kid on the bicycle and they hit him. They run mm-hmm. over, his, and you can see it's like made of ceramic or something like that. Like it looks like broken ceramic breaks. Melon. Like yeah, it's just like it's a what? I, it's a melon. Is it a melon? melon? Okay, yeah, because oh, you can wow. see like shards of something, and yeah. I'm like, damn, it looks like glass. But but then you see all this blood trickling around his body. When they do the close up for the Polaroid, it looks fucking rad. Yeah, right I like when they're looking at the, the pictures because it too. looks. Oh yeah, in the song, that, that was my scene right there. <laughs> <laughs>
As a preteen, that was a man altering scene for me. I was yeah, like, you let that one slip on our barbarian episode, I think, right? No, uh, my poultry guys, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So I think like if you happen to see this movie in adolescence, like it sounds like you guys did, um, I think it's kind of the perfect time to see it for the first time because it is so over the top. It has tons of nudity, like just shameless nudity for like no good reason. Mm-hmm. And it has a lot of gore. It's like it has all the stuff that you want from a trashy movie. And yeah. I say trashy with great affection. Like, I think this is great trash. <laughs> yeah, I do. Too. I do, too. Um, it's a- really entertaining. Like, there are a lot of trashy films that have, like, moments, but then they're boring or it doesn't deliver the goods or it doesn't keep your attention or, like, you just can't stick with whatever. But I, I like, I think this movie is really entertaining. It's like an hour and 20 minutes long. It's not long enough to get bored. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it I think it really like I think it has like a satisfying story I mean I feel like I'm saying all the same stuff about this movie that I said about Hobo with a shotgun wow. uh, it is more on the DIY side you uh-huh. know trauma is notorious for being very do-it-yourself which I actually mm-hmm. really admire and um, uh, it I okay so I will acknowledge and we talked about this a lot on our Poultrygeist episode and I won't say that this movie had it to the same extent, but there were some slightly like on PC kind of yeah, there's some problematic, very things. outdated stuff that we know better than to say now. And yeah. I, you know, I don't it's know. I would argue, language. Yeah. And like terms, yeah. the R word, the N word, they say the F word. Yeah. Uh, there's some other, Oh, there's that. There's like an Asian slander about dry cleaning. Yeah. Yep. Dry cleaners. Yeah. And those aren't like necessarily jokes that are even dealing with any like, social commentary and like, they're just yeah. mean they're just mean i don't even see those as like parody yeah. kind of like, yeah, just sort of like straightforward. Exactly. that's problematic to me i mean mm-hmm. to me it's just like if you're feel referring to someone that's homosexual you don't use the f word you know and it's it, it, maybe it is my woke brain and and maybe when i was 10 or 11 years old when i saw this you know i laughed at it but i don't think it's funny <laughs> I'm also okay with it, though, because the dudes that are saying it are the type of dudes that would say it, you know what I mean? In a way that they would, like, they're macho-ass 80s, like, scumbags, like, douchebag kind of guys. But, you know, like, so when... Okay, so when Cigar Cigar Face calls out uh, Melvin and says, I'll get you, you monster... Uh Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say the word. Because Cigar Face is the type of guy who's going to say that, even though he rolls with the transvestite, so, like... That's right. Yeah, his body, like... (laughs) These movies do have transvestites in them a lot too, because I've watched the second one, and there's another one that there's like two that pop up there too. So they're just <laughs> it's kind of funny. <laughs> the transvestite who was like palling around with um cigar face. I'm sorry, but I thought that character was so funny. Um, and I thought that so the thing one of the things I love about trauma films is that like everybody involved seems so game. Mm-hmm. You know, they're. They have a good sense of humor about things and people seem like they're down to do whatever, you know, like and just go for it. And so I love how that actor just like went for it and like created this really humorous and, and memorable character. I thought it was great. Um, but like everybody seems to do just like, oh, you want me to do this? You want me to do that? You want me to do this crazy thing? You want me to whatever? That's cool. It's a trauma yeah. film. Am I the only one that thought Cigar Face sort of resembled a little bit our friend of the show, Miles? Like, Miles could do an awesome Halloween costume of Cigar Face and totally pull it off. <laughs> I, Just I, throw I, that little goatee action. I think he could do it. But let's bring it up to him as a possible costume idea in case he was oh, hunting. 
I think it would be awesome. It'd be like a, a deep cut too. People might not understand mm-hmm. from. Uh, I thought that scene was oh. fantastic because it was very cartoony. You know, like when when Mel <clears throat> Toxic Avenger throws Cigar Face into the into the barrel, starts punching on his nuts, and it goes mm-hmm. like it would do in a cartoon. Yeah. And, and this movie was so self-aware, and I know that Lloyd Kaufman prides himself on being what we call now woke, you know, and just understanding that he's not trying to be offensive. Although, like, some of the times he used the language that he used was a little offensive. It was, but like I said, I think the characters using it, are, they, it, it makes sense that these characters would be speaking like that because they're those kind of... Like, Bozo and his gang, they're so deplorable as characters, even the women that they that they run with. And like they're such trash. They have this system of points for like hit and run game where they run mm-hmm. people over. And like you get like extra point. You get 30 points if you hit a Puerto Rican. Like I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> or a baby? Like these people are just insane. Yeah. Hydroberg. I, 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 27, 27 points for hitting a kid on a bike. It's very specific. You have to hit the bike as well, though. Yeah. What is it like 25 points for the kid and two extra? And then, yeah. for the bike? What were you going to say, Jacqueline? Oh, I specifically thought of you during one moment of this film that I think bothers a lot of people when the seeing eye dog gets shot. Oh, my God. Yeah. But you can tell the dog's still alive. He's breathing and he just has like spaghetti thrown on him on his like midsection. He's such a good. He's just laying there like breathing still. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I do love that restaurant scene as well. Um, Fantastic. Something else I want. So like I think Toxie's just kind of like a charming protagonist, like. Uh, I, I like Melvin sort of he he grows w- as the character grows, you know, like in, in size and strength, too, because Melvin is like this unsure of himself, like fucking dweeb. Like he's a fucking loser in the in the beginning. Like he's yeah. the most losery loser that you can think when you envision a loser in your head from the 80s. Like he just hits <laughs> all the marks. You know what I mean? Like he's just so awkward. He looks stupid. Like um, poor. I feel bad for the actor that played him. I'm sure I was like typecast. Like, <laughs> They're like, aren't you Melvin? It's. But I, I don't know. It could be a it could be a commentary on on as you grow up and you're awkward. And, yes. you know, going through puberty uh, and you know, ugly duckling. Ugly duckling. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Because he grows up and you're still ugly, but you're more powerful. <laughs> yeah, but he's like also super nice and like kind hearted. You know, he we see an homo- uh, um, a montage of him saving kids. He's helping an old lady across the street. There was something. Takes a baby him. out of the tree. Yeah, oh, the my baby. Gosh. Like he just he's just ha- trying to help out all the time, and then whenever he's around like true evil, he it it triggers his uh the traumatons or whatever they're called. Uh, you find out in later movies. That's oh, that's are. a later movie. Okay, oh. I'm, getting my, I'm getting my toxies mixed up a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> this one he's just he he's not even called the Toxic Avenger except by the uh, narrator. Um, yeah, it's like the superhero monster or something like that, whatever they call him. Also Super some monster. good, yeah, the monster hero. This yeah. there is some good commentary in here too. Like there's after the scene where they hit the kid on the bicycle and and Bozo's like, I want to do it again. I need to do it again. And then um, Slugs like stops him. Like, no, I can't, man. I got to get up early and go to church. And all of <laughs> like, and the rest of the, everybody's like, oh, we get it. We understand. Yeah, we. Yeah, did you guys notice church. that? They're like, oh, okay. Let's yeah. go home. <laughs> Which is like the hypo- you know, kind of point poking fun at like the hypocrisy of like. There's a lot of religious people that are actually not the nicest people, right? But they believe in their religion. Yeah. So they'll go to church on Sunday, even though they did something deplorable on a Friday. Like, yeah. And I think going to church, like, erases all yeah, of their, like, like, cleanses all their sins, you know? Yeah. 
And then, you know, we're also the nods, we're dealing with toxic waste and waste management. And those are big issues still. And they definitely were in the 80s. That's too on the nose, though. I mean, to me, it's like environmentally. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what other movies were doing it, though, in this in this genre? True, right? but so, like, still. I think that the Gal- happen- What's that, Jacqueline? The Happening. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you got me there. Movie. Yeah. It's only talks never doing like Serbian film or The Happening. That's my favorite movie. Um, yeah, thanks. Yeah. Spoils a horror. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're right. There, there are a lot of good jokes in this, like and little winks and nods, like the the church joke and all that. Um, John, you mentioned before there, a little moment where he like rescues the baby from a tree or something. So I did. You guys watch on Tubi or what? I did. Yeah. I did. Yeah. Because when I was watching on Tubi, I don't know if this happened to you, but there was. Um, a span of just like a minute or two in the middle where I definitely felt like I was missing something. It seemed like it was cutting too quickly between the scenes and I felt like there were things that I was supposed to be seeing but wasn't. Like in the scene with the baby and the tree, the the part that I see, the shot that I see is just him like having a baby in his arms and then handing it to someone. There's There's nothing that shows him even reaching up or taking a baby down or like doesn't look like he has taken it from anywhere it just looks like he has a baby in his arms and he hands it to a lady did it look like that for you or did you see it it did i i think a lot of this movie has like really stupid jump cuts you know where Mm -hmm. you're supposed to get the idea that for however the baby got up in the tree he's taking it he's bringing it down from somewhere giving it to this woman you don't actually see him take it you just see him with the baby as if like he's walking away from the tree giving it to that woman Okay, okay, okay. I mean, there's, I was like, there's like an uncut version too, I think. As oh, well. okay. yeah. Oh, I don't know if that's the one that's on Tubi, though. Also, in that same montage, though, there were a couple of quick clips of, you know, how it'd have like the newspaper headlines, like the newspaper would spin into the foreground. Mm-hmm. and it'd have... So there were like two moments where you see the newspaper start to spin from far away, but it's like literally half a second and then it moves on and mm-hmm. it never the headline. Did that happen to you too? I don't. I didn't I, notice it, but maybe it did. Yeah, probably. Like, Wait, what's the headline? <laughs> there were a couple moments actually that I did uh, rewind after the the commercial break, so they might have been awkward pauses. Actually, mm. um, we were talking about the, the the load of toxic waste. I just love how like improperly secured that fucking thing is. Like, it's just the the each tub is leaking. They're either open or just leaking, like sludge everywhere, and they're not even like strapped down. They're just sliding all over the fucking back of the truck. Watching that again made me laugh so hard because these guys are doing prank while this guy pulls out a big old bag of cocaine or something like that. It's like, hey, let's stop somewhere because we got a long drive ahead of us. And they just got it all over their faces. He goes, we've been driving for like two hours as if that's like a long time for a trucker. (laughs) Like these dudes drive for like 16 hours straight. Two hours already, man. Like, let's pull over. And he's like, well, we're not supposed to. The boss, you know, he'll get mad at us. And then they happen to to park in front of the. Yeah. Tromaville health. I love that the prank that they play on Melvin when it goes through of all the and like he's so embarrassed he decides to jump through a fucking window. Like, come on, <laughs> like bro, out of a two story building. Like, okay, you could have ran down the <laughs> stairs, but whatever. And I love how when he's like burning, there's like everybody's just laughing at him. Everybody at the gym is like horrible. Like they're all just mm-hmm. laughing at him in the street. And then there's that cop that like shows up and he's like, make way, I'm gonna take care of things. And he just like touches his hands and like all of a no, sudden he's on fire. on fire. And I was like, holy shit. And then oh, next thing you know, Melvin's on fire running down the street. 
What was that music that they were playing? Is that like a like a Beethoven thing? It's a Night on Bald Mountain by Masorsky, Russian. Whenever I hear that, I think of the Toxic Avenger. Same here. Yeah. Also used in Fantasia. It's um, it's a pretty famous piece of classical music. It's a like, dun 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 dun. Mm-hmm. dun. It's probably free. Um, and there was also on the Saturday night just little random side note here on the saturday night fever soundtrack there was a disco version of that called a night on disco mountain oh. <laughs> electric boogaloo right <laughs> yeah but it actually sounds really good with a disco beat behind it so i recommend checking that out if you're into disco <laughs> which I while am. melvin's like writhing in pain too and like burning from toxic waste mm-hmm. fucking boza julie's like I th- like she starts to feel a little bad you know yeah she's like I he's think not he's looking too well He's faking it, Julie. Like, he's faking it. He's faking it, Julie. He's faking it. Julie, if he can't take a joke, he stinks. Like, <laughs> you're such a fucking asshole. <laughs> fucking poor kid's like burning to death. And then his uh, Melvin Melvin decides, like, oh, I just I've been lit on fire. Uh, what's my next course of action? I'll I'll go, I'll just go home. I'll go home, take a bath. <laughs> take off my shoes. Yeah. Well, the mom's actually she reacts the right way. Melvin, are you okay? Are you okay? And then all of a puberty. He finally hit puberty. <laughs> well, and I also love how the whole movie Toxie is running around in tights and a tutu. Yeah. That's what Julie had him dress up in before yeah. the supposed tryst, you know, when she was tricking him. She loves the color pink. And even after he mutates, he's still got that like stretched out costume on. He's got the little tutu. How did he yeah. get the boots to fit his feet since he grew like that much in size? How, just, the Hulk, how do the Hulk's pants stay on when his I don't know. gets bigger? I don't, I don't know. know. Well, he's a superhero, so it happens, right? The world may never know. I'll tell you, though, in my mind, when I was young, I thought he was so much bigger. And then when I saw him in this film, I'm like, he's not that big. Like, he's, he's a big dude. dude. He's just a big dude. He's not he's like a yeah. big dude. It's like I thought he was like seven foot tall and like really huge, but then I realized like not nah, just a guy with a mask. What they bring that up in there? Cigar face, I guess, is so traumatized that he's just like he's just mumbling to himself about a monster that was seven foot tall and just yeah kicked his ass. When you see him next to Sarah, yeah, he looks fucking because she's like this real petite blonde. Mm-hmm. She was smoking hot by the way. She a lot of smoking hot women in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really liked. I li- I like her character though. Like I know it's yeah. like cheesy. I just love that she even when she finds out that he's ugly, she thinks he's great. She says like, "Oh, you're very beautiful on the inside" or something like you're so that. beautiful. Yeah, because he is a good guy, and he's. I love how he now he speaks with like this real gentlemanly voice. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. You know. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought that was charming wow. about the movie because like he kicks the shit out of those three guys in the because uh, O'Clancy the uh, the cop you know is like he got he didn't take the bribe and so Melvin shows up and kicks mm-hmm. the shit out and pokes the guy's eyeballs out rips the scalp off oh wow. that was great I, I I McClancy I didn't I didn't have his name in my notes O'Clancy yeah O'Clancy I think it's just okay. Clancy <laughs> no it's O'Clancy. You guys are adding these prefixes. I just wrote the Irish Irish cop because <laughs> that's what they're playing on the stereotype of the Irish cop. They do, they do. Oh, what you doing down here? <laughs> and so we find out that like the people in power, like they're very corrupt and they really don't like Toxie cleaning up the streets. They're hurting their profits. Um, there's like this little secret circle of all the people in power: the chief uh, of police, the mayor. Uh, mm-hmm. well, so, I don't know. The owner of the, oh, the chief on plays it. A, <laughs> the chief plays a Nazi, so he's yeah. like, 
Shut up! Oh, yeah, he can't help himself. Yes, mine, Fear. I mean, my mayor. <laughs> yeah, and when they're worried that since Toxie is getting rid of all the criminals in the city that are part of their little crime ring, that it's going to get traced back to them. So they need him to get going. He reminds me of the guy from Young Frankenstein, like the <laughs> the guy that comes into town looking for to, to clean things up or whatever. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the, the inspector or whatever yeah, it was, the, the guy with that the commandant. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> by the way. That actor that played the mayor was perfect for this role. Just an obese guy. Like, hit, they had multiple scenes of this guy just sitting there getting a massage, eating like a full Subway He's sandwich. He's laying next I, to a fucking six-foot hero. And his tiny <laughs> whitey's getting massaged. Like, is the, is the gym his base of operations? Like, is that where... Well, apparently, because that one guy that was selling drugs to everybody... By the way, it, this guy pulls out, like, two needles, and, and he looks at this girl and he goes, Huh? Maybe it was, I yeah. think it was uh, growth hormones for her gain. Might have been. I don't yeah. know. He's in a gym. <laughs> and he, it was also he the takes most a- unorganized gym. Every locker was open. Mm-hmm. Towels thrown all, all all over the place. They were like doing set dressing. I feel like, and they were just like throw some towels over here and put a nudie picture on this inside <laughs> of the locker, and we're good to go. Well, after Melvin turned into Toxie, there was no one to clean up. True. True. <laughs> this fucking movie oh my god uh, there were some good there were some good jokes i think related to sarah the the you know his girlfriend who was blind um like even though you know she has like a guide dog and everything until it gets killed it's like she still can't like get herself around very well like she knocks over all of the canes on her wall and she's like tripping over the step to her own house yeah and- exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's like the moment later at the end where she just can't doesn't know where toxie is and she's just like on all 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 fours like melvin, melvin which which by the way was so overacted and i loved it it was like melvin sarah i love yeah. the scene with the cops when they're looking they, for him they're later like on. 10 feet away from each other i know <laughs> The cops are looking for them for them later on when they're camping, and they're like, "I found him." And the guy, one cop, thinks he's kidding. He's like, "Yeah, oh, he's right there, and his girlfriend's there, and she's in a bikini." <laughs> oh, he's like, "Give me those!" Oh shit, let me see. And she was in a bikini. Yeah, she was. She's I, I mean, it's so funny that she's so innocent, yet they oversexualize her. And then there's that moment she reads palms, and she's reading his palm when she first meets him, and then accidentally grabs his junk, and the monster's like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and he's doing, he's the, he's doing the peck flex too yeah he's like, you've seen that right yeah <laughs> and there's a there's a while where we don't see his face when he first transformed mm-hmm. we don't see it until i forgot exactly which scene it is i think it's when um and i'm trying to remember what part where his face pops up for the first time i think it's when he scares um what's her name julie i think what i think that's the first reveal with julie no yeah. i Mm, was or it Wanda? It, like where he puts her butt? Wanda? Uh, no, it was Wanda. Maybe it's Wanda. She's in the sauna. That's yeah, where she's doing the masturbation. The John, you oh, want that, to talk about that scene a little bit more? Well, that scene was meant a lot to me in my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine so. <laughs> it's just a lot of things going through my head. I don't want to express it yeah, right now. I'm I just think thinking about it. Take a break. Um, I'm going to take a break from the podcast right now. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, let's move to the, you know, instead of all the the nudity. Um. There were some really great kills in this, actually. Like we already talked about the little boy getting his head crushed by the car, which looks great. And then oh uh, in the uh, in the gym, like somebody gets a like the weights dropped on his face. Yeah, I, that's a cool kill. And they actually built that's the, the drug dealer. I think he's like yeah. the is he the owner of the gym? I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. But <laughs> uh, 
but no, like it's I they actually build a little suspense. Like the camera kind of zeroes in on the weights like hanging suspended, and then it's like on his face and his mm-hmm. eyes are wide with terror. Or no, he's not wait, is he looking up at that point? Yeah, he is because yeah. he actually yeah. flips yeah. him over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Melvin turns him over because he's doing like a leg curl type thing. So he's he can't yeah, he, see. He he doesn't realize that everybody's screaming around him, like running away from Melvin as the toxic avenger. And he just keeps working out. He did a bump of coke. He's like, I'm feeling it. He gets turned around. Melvin pulls up the the weights with the it's like a spear thing, you know, with the it's weights. It's like, like the rod that the yeah, yeah, that holds the weights and he just cuts off half his fucking head and yeah. then the head's still moving yeah, yeah. it's gone yeah. um it looked pretty cool yeah i thought so too uh mm-hmm. the car the car chase and explosion scene when uh uh slug and i'm trying to say buzz what's his name bozo bozo, uh, bozo yeah my brain was going to buzz from home alone but yes, yeah, Slug and Slug and Bozo take that old lady's car, and then they're driving around and taxis on top, and they're trying to lose him, and he throws Slug out of the car, and then he like basically drives off a cliff and like explodes. I thought it looked great. You know what I thought <clears throat> is that the the corpse. I think it was Melvin before he turned into Toxic Avenger, like the corpse, because it, it was just like this mangled person. You're talking about uh, Bozo? Yeah. It looked like it looked like Melvin before he turned in. Huh. I did notice during like the that stunt, though, as the car is going off the cliff, there's like people right in the background, just like walking around. <laughs> and I'm like, because there's moments in these movies where like you could tell like nobody there's people in the city probably doing their thing. And they're not extras. They're like they were like, oh, we're going to film the scene right here and we'll do it. And then there's just people in the background, like kind of just doing their thing. They're not aware that there's a movie. Well, it's it kind of like almost like somebody was out, like should have been out, out of the shot. Like they looked like they were in harm's way when the fucking thing's coming down the cliff. Well, yeah. McNaughton, McNaughton did that with uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Like he would just yeah, guerrilla filming. I mean, mm-hmm. people weren't supposed to be in the shot, but he's trying to get the Sometimes actors. Sometimes that's and, because they don't have permits for that kind of yeah. thing. Well, <laughs> I'm sure that's the same thing with this one. Yeah. I did. There's some, yeah, there is some cool kills though. Uh, What's one of the ones I was thinking of? The restaurant. Oh my god. Oh, the restaurant. The restaurant. Yeah, like, where he's like he kills everybody in with a different method. Yeah. And he beats the shit out of him with it. That was it's great. And I love that, like to add insult to injury after he kills people, he always like fucking hits him with the mop. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, here's a mop in your face. It's like his calling card. Yeah, well, yeah. he's cleaning up the city. Yes, he he, he he puts that one guy's hands into the deep fryer, and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh yeah. Recently got a burn from a deep fryer, and that shit hurts just when it's you know sprays on you a little bit. Well, I'm sure it hurts, but like, so he puts the metal piping over him, so it uh-huh. just didn't make sense to me when I was a kid. I was like, oh yeah, he could die from that. I'm just like, no, he would be in a lot of pain and just like, oh, he would die from shock. You maybe. think? I mean, I if he, he's leaving his hands in there, it's not like he just put them in and pulled them out. He, he, he never got to pull him out. Well, yeah, because he put the pipes around him. Exactly. You know, just to, so he couldn't move. Um, my favorite kill, oh, though, was yeah. the Sunday. The Sunday? Oh, yeah. Oh, Pours okay. milk down his mouth. Then he puts now, that ice guy was cream. from class of uh, Newcomb, Newcomb, right? Or class of 99 or one class of Class of Newcomb High? Maybe that. Was maybe he? Or class no, of that, that guy actually was... appeared later in the movie. He As was like another one of thug. The, yeah, he was another thug that like where it was like the the standoff and they all yeah. shoot each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. I noticed that too. I was like, wait a minute, they already had this guy in here, but he looked different. Was his name Leroy? Him. His name's Leroy. Was it? Yeah, 
Yeah, that was my favorite kill of the restaurant scene because he just puts everything in it and then it, he drills his head with the shake maker thing. Yeah. Shrink drill. That was awesome. A little I strawberry like- sauce on that. And That's what we cherry. need. <laughs> the cherry. Oh, the cherry. <laughs> yeah. There was one thing I wanted to... When we mentioned the homage, I mean, the um, montage of him just like helping people out, I thought I got a I got a laugh out of the one where he just decides he's going to reach through the window to help some lady open a jar. Yes, that was popcorn in a jar. And but he's because he's radioactive. He cooked the popcorn also. (laughs) And when he gives it back to her, it's already cooked. It's still popping out. He's the crap out of her. And he just thought like, oh, I'll just stop. And that lady's struggling with that jar. I'll help her out. Like, (laughs) I just I got it. I got a laugh out of that. Can I mention a little side note here? Sure. Speaking of popcorn, last weekend, um, Joey and I decided to have like a movie night for the kids at home and we let them watch um, Shrek. But we also did Jiffy Pop with them for the first time. You know, the wow. thing, mm. shows, yeah. the, like the old fashioned thing. And they got such a kick out of it. They were like amazed that it, like it made the popcorn inside and that the thing got so big. Now, of course, I of course, I could only think of like Drew Barrymore and Scream. Mm. But... <laughs> Makes a lot of noise, too, actually. Yeah, it does. They um, still sell I, that stuff. They do. Yeah, I got oh. it at Walmart. It's oh, actually, nice. if you don't burn it, it's actually the 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 superior popcorn compared to microwave, in my opinion. It was. I guess it cooks cooks better. Yeah, it was but the problem good. is a lot of people burn it too fat too easily. It's easy to do. It is yeah. easy. To, yeah, you got to be careful. I think they get distracted by they're like, oh my god, look at it, it's all popping. It's... Or the my phone. Act one Creep double butter. That's yeah, whenever I'm trying microwave. to make it, some guy calls me and he, he asks me what my favorite scary movie is. I always burn it. Oh, I have several scary movies, sir. Like, what are we talking? Which subgenre? You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Torture porn? What? Yeah, we're what talking we aliens for? here. What are we talking? Well, Joey was distracted by no such nonsense. And so he took it off the stove at the perfect moment. So anyway, the kids loved it. And it was <laughs> kind of an old fashioned moment. So I just want to mention since you were talking about the popcorn. That's adorable, though. That's awesome. And I, I, that sounds like a nice family moment. Just uh, yeah, I'm I'm happy about that though. That they still sell it. That's great. Yeah. I mean, as a kid, I was mesmerized by it too. I'm like, it's it only cool. one thing. Treat yourself for next week's movie. Just go get yourself some Jiffy Pop from Walmart yeah. and sit back and relax. And a little butter on there if you want. Watch I don't know what we're watching next week, but I guess we'll find out you soon. You guys huh? like the flavored salt stuff that they sell? They have like yeah. flavored salt. You could put like cheddar flavored salt on there, there. There's a garlic parmesan that I really, really mm. like. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. So you I know what I do? Wait, hold on. Real quick. The best thing to put on popcorn, no matter how you make it, mm-hmm. throw on parmesan. Okay. Some yeah. parmesan. So I like I like to dress mine up with parmesan and truffle oil. Mm. Yeah. Mm. She's fancier than us, John. It's really tasty. I that know. sounds amazing. That sounds like a, yeah, complimentary. I can only do it when he's either sleeping or out of town because he complains. He's like, it smells like feet in here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, whatever. It's delicious. I don't know. The Italian in me likes that Parmesan idea. Come on over. You've never put Parmesan cheese on your popcorn? I may have. I mean, even if you get the craft stuff, I mean, just throw it over there while it's hot. Kind of melts in there. You got like a little We got to do the the fresh grated cheese on there. Oh, God. I got to get the wedge. Yeah, you're a little bougie. I gotta get the Parmesan Romano. So the truffle oil helps the Parmesan stick to the popcorn. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you gotta I, I t- truffle oil. It's tasty. You drizzle the truffle oil, and then you toss the popcorn. You mix it up so it coats all the pieces, and then you sprinkle on the Parmesan, and then you toss that so it coats the pieces, and that helps the Parmesan to stick. That sounds fucking amazing, Jacqueline. Oh my Come God. on over. 
I recently what? got popcorn when I went to go see the blackening last week. Mm-hmm. I, I hadn't eaten yet uh, before I went there. And I was like, well, I can eat after the movie, but it'll be a later lunch. And I'm like, I'm kind of hungry now. And mm-hmm. I remembered that, like, I have all these rewards on my Regal Pass that I don't use sometimes because I don't eat a lot of popcorn. If I do get food, I tend to get nachos. Um, so, like, I was like, fuck it. I'll get some popcorn. It's been so long since I had popcorn on a movie. And it was tasty. Yeah, it was. I just... I'm shocked right now. I'm, like, almost speechless. Well, look, I used to eat a lot of popcorn at movies, but I also feel like we're conditioned to have to think that we have to have popcorn at the movies. A lot of times I don't eat anything at the movies and I only bring a small water because I don't I don't want to get up to use the bathroom. I want to watch the movie. So that's that's my hack of like I bring I bring a little water or I buy a little water. And that's sort of my thing. I kind of just go minimal at the movies for me. But I I, have to have the popcorn without popcorn. I can't do it. I also grew up around Sunray, right? Like. Uh, I'm like 45 minutes from Sunray. I've heard they have like some phenomenal popcorn. I think they 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 use real butter, like they drizzle okay. real Not butter popcorn, which also is amazing. I would recommend that just for microwave popcorn. Just pop it and then melt some butter in a dish and drizzle that over and toss it so it coats it. It's good. But yeah, so Sunray has great popcorn. But I can't, I can't go to the movies without popcorn. I don't care like what time that's of your day. Conditioning. That's no, theaters have I don't... conditioned you to. That's how they get their money for out of you every time you go there. I don't think it is conditioning because I did. There was a period of like several years when I didn't do that. Well, that's and, what you would say if you were conditioned. You would obviously say that it wasn't conditioned. But well, but it was still in the matrix. Like, is what he, the problem is. I'm he, out. He's, of- he's saying that you're brainwashed, Jacqueline. That's yeah, you've it. Been brainwashed. You're brainwashed to just drink water. <laughs> Jacqueline, I'm with you. Thank I you, have John. to have popcorn. However, I eat it really fast. So by the time the trailers are over, the popcorn's oh, gone. Because I'm just like, I'm mowing down on that shit. Yeah, and so, then you drink anyways, back to the Toxic Avenger. Anyway, just 10 minutes talking about popcorn. I, I, so I, I find something interesting <laughs> about this film, actually. Um, I find something interesting. This film, because it's a monster film, but it's also plays like a slasher at times. Mm-hmm. Um, yet our killer is actually the hero. So like mm-hmm. he's stalking people and killing, but they aren't good people, right? They are they're terrible. But some of them are like some of them are responsible for why he's the monster also. But like the way they shoot the scenes is like they're running for their lives. And it's like any other slasher film or but it's instead it's like Toxie's our guy and he's chasing them. But the way they shoot the scene sometimes is like a POV shot of Toxie stalking them and then like coming in like a slasher and then they're running away like he's a monster and even though he's a monster, like he's actually better because of it. Like he's right. found purpose and self-confidence as well as like a love interest since he's turned into a monster. So like yeah. one could say that it did him a favor actually by becoming it like <clears throat> fulfilled his, you know, his life because he didn't really have much purpose before that. Well, he never hit his face uh, except with the uh, kill with Wanda yeah. you know, and the uh, sauna. I thought the most interesting one was the uh, shorter lady. Uh, when she went to the dry cleaners, yeah, huh? was she? She was a she, she was a sex trafficker, I think. Yeah, I human trafficking. Said, yeah, oh, I thought they said she was part of like a white supremacy ring. White slavery, I thought they said. Oh, white oh, slavery? that's it, that's it, or whatever, something oh. like that. Yeah. Um, okay. but I also took it for a moment. Like I thought she was she when she mentioned her boys, like they're terrible. I was like, wait, is she Bozo and Slug's mom? Like, are they related? Like, are they brothers? Because they didn't really play it off like they were siblings, no. more like right. friends. Yeah. And then like, she's like, oh, my son went out with his favorite girl and he came home and he has this stain on his pants. Do you think he can get it off? And it's just like. <laughs> it's a big old cum stain. I don't know what the 
Chains are. <laughs> I, I, look, we've all been there like adolescents. How do you jizz all over yourself, though? Like, guys, I, maybe dry humping. I don't know. From the outside inside, the pants, like if you're I, dry humping. I don't know, man. It's that was a pretty big stain. And the, the dry cleaner knew what the fuck it was. The way he grabbed it, he's like, I, I'll try. That guy went to Bill Clinton school. Giving him a outside of the pants and just, you know, lets it go. I guess. Bill Clinton. Yeah. How do you get a stain on a dress? There you go. I don't know. But Hydroberg, that's a good point that you brought up about how it does kind of look at times the way a slasher looks, even though the kind of roles are reversed in mm-hmm. this film. Um, like burst through the wall he's like trying to get Julie and she's like cowering in the corner and she's screaming and he's like roaring and like his arm comes through the wall or the door or whatever and it looks like uh, a monster movie or something Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but it's just you know the 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 good and the reversed here so but it's I think that's an interesting thing that they that they played with here yeah and then it's yeah you're right yeah, it felt like a slasher movie like that, you know, with yeah. stuff like that. Even though it was overacted, you know, when Julie was getting chased down, like her scream was just awful. I was just like, I liked it though when she got scared by the fucking. She like went to the depths of the gym and then yeah. couldn't fi- figure out a way out. She found yeah, I'm, and again, this this movie must have been filmed in like '83 and came out in '84, yeah. and it's just like like how many other slasher movies came out? Not very many, right? Mm-hmm. It it didn't become a big trope until like what mid eighties, late eighties, where it's like, Oh yeah, that's like every other slasher movie. And then there's the so. mix of like him being like a, a superhero, like an anti-hero too. Which oh is yeah. Thing as well. Like they, there's a couple different themes that they're, they're playing with a film. That's actually pretty interesting when you kind of dissect it a little bit. It, it's silly, but I think it's interesting though, to see all these different um, themes that they're doing as far as different genres of film. I mean, you could argue that it's got some echoes of Frankenstein in it. Oh, this yeah. Mm-hmm. Mon- this created monster who really doesn't mean anybody any harm. Mm-hmm. He, you know, Frankenstein's monster doesn't go around like, you know, deliberately saving people who are in trouble, but he's, you know, benevolent. He's kind hearted, um, but other people are afraid of him. But some of well, the Tromaville yeah, are like, they celebrate him in Tromaville. They're like, oh, he's, you know, he's taking care of the crime and he's a hero. Especially the kids. Like a yeah. lot of the kids believe in, in, in Toxie. They're, the, they're his biggest fans. They're the ones making the t-shirts. and I want one of those. Yeah. I, and they really highlight that at the ice cream, sh- uh, ice cream store shop or uh, scene yeah, where it's like, like they're sitting there eating ice cream. And they're just like, well, he did this for me. He did this for me. And they're just all sitting around just like eating ice cream. And it's like, he's not a bad guy, you know? Yeah. And he's got the, he's got this sense. The doctor mentions it a little bit that he's got this sense of like something bad's happening. He's going to come after just the bad guys. Yeah. Well, like the only people who don't like him are the bad guys. Like everybody else seems yep. to get out. Like, it's the people that he's going after, and then also the the mayor and police chief who have something to lose by mm-hmm. continuing to do what he's doing. And so, um, but everybody else seems to like recognize his heroism. I kind of love the scene where the mayor, like, uh, uh, he, he gets a call or he calls the governor. He's like, "Yes, governor, um, if we found the killer. Oh, the National Guard. Okay, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, we should kill him right away." Oh, no. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. We should just bring him in and question him. (laughs) What do you think they wanted to capture him for? To, like, dissect him? Or just because... Find out what he was, what he was, I guess. Yeah. 
We'll make another well, toxic Avengers. Front well, yeah, it was after the woman got killed in the uh, the dry cleaners. Uh, it was like because they lied about. Oh no, she was just a yeah, killer of this community that. for the past thirty years, and you know she didn't do anything wrong. However, she was running a white slavery thing <laughs> from her house. So, oh boy, this yeah. whole town is fucked. <laughs> it's totally fucked. It really is. And I don't know if it's supposed to be a thing against Jersey because that's where Trauma's based, right? They're based in Jersey. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So I think they're just making fun of their own like hometown. But um, yeah. Is that like, based out of Jersey? I thought it was New York, Trauma. The actual they- office of Trauma? Maybe it's New York. Yeah, I think they're just kind of like poking fun at Jersey. Like, okay. Yeah, because like almost the, yeah. like a ton of their films take place in Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> Poultrygeist. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, like the whole town is just so corrupt and fucked. Like all the adolescents are almost all on drugs or like gang related or just the whole, you know, the the game of running people over every night. Like it's just crazy. There's that scene too when they run over the kid. Did you see how many fucking beer cans are like under the gas pedal in Bozo's car? Like clean up your fucking car, bro. Like a 24K. Product placement of Yeah, there's beer cans all over the back windowsill too of the car. A lot when, of beer. Uh, Wanda's like, you didn't get him. He still You'll get all the points. Yeah. Bloodthirsty, man. I know. So, all right. Mm-hmm. Just uh, real quick on the ending. So the National Guard comes in, right? And the townspeople mm-hmm. defend uh, Toxie. And then when faced with the option to kill the mayor, I thought for a moment he wasn't gonna. Like, but I thought then, so. Yeah. Then he has like flashbacks of all the killings that he's done previously mm-hmm. and then decides to punch a hole in his gut and pulls out his intestine. And then he says, take care of this toxic. <laughs> Did he say? Oh, he says, let's, let's see, see if, if you have any guts. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Slob. Yeah, pulls out yeah. his liver. The man was, was a horrible, horrible person, villain. So wait, can we go back real quick to the little old lady at the dry cleaner? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he he kills this woman, and at first it seems like he's killing an innocent person, right? Because I was like, oh no, Toxie, what are you doing? Like, or wait, did we see her before, and I just forgot that she did something I don't bad? Think so. Did he just kill an innocent person and then later he's feeling ashamed? He's like, I look what I've become. So, but like, even though that we find out later that she's she was leading a white slavery ring, it doesn't seem like he knew that. Or did he? No, he didn't. Well, he was triggered by his traumatons or whatever. And then when I think again, you don't find out about that until later movies. I don't know. Doesn't the doctor mention it when he's talking? No, it just that it doesn't say traumatons. It's just more that he has. A sense of people being evil. Okay. Oh, so maybe that was it. Maybe he just sensed it then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then he oh. le- he was led to believe that maybe he was off because he see uh, he sees the newspaper um, article. Yeah, because it, yeah. it's a bad headline for him. He yeah. kills an innocent woman at and a dry cleaner. Believe it himself. Yeah. Yeah. And so and then that gives the the mayor and the chief of police an excuse to go. Okay. Yeah. I just because I was like, uh, are they were well, they but, trying? Yeah. To- a direction where he was becoming evil but then you know so but no i i guess you're right like if he can just sense when people are evil then okay yeah they withhold that information because it, they um i think the chief goes tells the mayor that oh yeah by the way she was running yes it was very evil what she's doing i mean she deserved to die but should we say something no don't worry about it. oh yeah i i he watched that German trip. accent yeah, you sound a little fried. Like, I was waiting for you to start making a sandwich on a baguette or something. That's what we need to do here. Is we need Mine to stop. Nine. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> we need to stop 
No tell everybody what is going on here. <laughs> the scene I'm, where I, really I'm, I'm feeling Christoph Waltz from uh, Inglorious okay. Bastards. Inglorious Bastards. So, the scene yeah. where everybody's like a surrounding, like they're still sleeping in the tent, and like everybody snuck up on them, and there's tanks. <laughs> everybody just like done great. Like they're all surrounding this one tent, like they didn't realize they were there. And then, like, I notice I'm watching the scene because it's like an overhead crane shot or something. And there's right. like people, there's little people that they're not even police, or they're just townspeople and they have rifles and they're just like aiming them basically at the back of the head of the person in front of them. Like, there's no way you have a clear shot, bro. Like, you're not elevated. You're not, you're just shooting into the crowd, basically. If you were to shoot that gun, I was like, oh man, it's going to be chaos if they did that shit. <laughs> It's exactly like that one circle scene where it jumps up and they all shoot each other. That's what's going to happen. I do kind of have an issue with the ending. Like, I know it's got a, it's a short film and I think it's good that it is, but I think the ending could have been a little, there's no showdown at all or anything in the end where like, I don't know. It did what it needed to do. It I mean, resolves it, like, itself and it's sort of just like very clean. Yeah, I, I mean, the, the town really respected him. And it was just I like the it. National Guard was just like, well, you know, the captain or whatever says, oh, no, he did so much for this town. And the people, you know, he like was the conflicting. National Guard taking orders from the mayor, like that wouldn't happen. Yeah, like, you're yeah just I know, that's weird. And that mayor was just such a piece of shit. Oh my god, he was the perfect character. All right, the perfect actor. I for thought that he character. was the dude who was taking a nasty shit on the toilet in Poultry Guys. But he was. Was, was he? he? Or there's another guy who's in the second movie who looks a lot like that dude. So I wasn't sure. It was you him. Said, you said when we, we watched saw the brown guys, there's a guy who awesome. there's a guy who makes an appearance in almost every trauma film. Was it Michael Hers or he? Because he's co-director of this with. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, not knowing Uncle Lloyd, you know, he's got an ego, so he, it might have been him. I don't know. I don't Which know. character are you talking about? And wondering if it was Michael Hurst? In the second movie. Oh, the oh. guy who takes a shit in the um, poultry guys. Oh. The doo-doo guy. You're asking yeah, if that's... Takes, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was. I, I don't know. The guy know. who takes his food into the bathroom. Who does that? There are people that do that. Hydroburg. No. <laughs> oh, out there, Hydroburg. <laughs> I did. Those are two two worlds that don't need to collide. Uh, <laughs> he's no collapsing, Jerry. He's no fool. He doesn't shit where he eats. There you go. That's where the term comes from. Come on. That's- <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> I, I agree with that 100%. Well, All you guys right. wrap it up and give our individual ratings. Yeah. Ready. All right, John, this was your pick. You go first. Yo, yo. Uh, I'm going to make this really quick. The acting was so over the top. I loved it. I mean, this is... It's a movie that that's like really near and dear to my heart. So I have to say that it's a very nostalgic pick for me. Um, I kind of love trauma movies, e- even if it's bad. I mean, even if we're talking about Poultry Guys or Tromeo and Juliet or whatever it is. I mean, like to me, these movies have a certain charm to them. And this is what got my blood Juice flowing. The juices. I'm, I said blood. I said blood. My blood flowing for just like the, the In your most campy... That too, because I was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. when I saw this and then <laughs> gave me my first chubby. Um, man, I I love this movie. It's very problematic as far as like some of the things that they deal with in this movie. But um, I'm going to let you guys talk more. But I'm going to give this a 9.5 out of Ooh, 10. Oh. Fried finger food. For, oh, nice. that is a good. John's that's coming cool. in big dick swinging here. That's one of the best unit 
measure it's a measurement we've had in a while fried all right finger food. five out of ten fried finger i'm a big fan foods. of finger foods man anytime i go to a party same, and same but the fingers get fried and oh i'll eat all the food. oh yeah <laughs> What is your rating and review, sir? Sorry, I was writing in fried finger flare. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, pros. Uh, it's a cautionary tale about the dangers of waste management and the harm we are doing to our planet. <laughs> and, the, uh, and, the, and, the, and the beavers and their habitat being taken over by man. Uh, yeah. I, I kind of, for a moment there, I thought about doing an homage to zombie beavers. Um, reach around. Oh, my God. With this one. So cautionary tale of man and the dangers of space <laughs> management and what it does no uh so toxie's really fucking charming uh although mm -hmm. disgusting he's a great protagonist um i really enjoy him you know he's uh I, I i like that they change the voice and he just grows um you know he's he became more mature as he got you know the irradiated um and i don't know it's just something funny about this character he, he's in a tutu he's just I don't know. He's like super strong and he just like comical and doofy, but charming. And he, but he still gets the babe. Like, I don't know. It's so irrational, but it just works for this film. Um, I dig it. Uh, the overtop nature of this film too, just works for me. Even though, like I said, like I'm not always a fan of all things trauma. I think this is like the secret sauce. Like this is what works. And like other movies in trauma's catalog have done this as well. Um, and some do it to better, you know, lesser effect. Like I, for me, poultry guys just didn't do it as much. Like it had a lot of the elements, but I think the elements work perfectly here. Like the amount of gore is zany, but it still looks realistic. The quality of the gore looks actually better in this film to me than it did in poultry guys. Uh, um, like, and I don't know, like the, the stunts were cool. Like there's a lot of the budget might've been bigger in this. The stunt work looked cool. Like the cars, the car chase scene was pretty cool there was some fire there was a bunch of cars getting overturned and stunt work and i dug it um it just it it works for this film it had a great 80s vibe to it uh like i said the gore is good and gross the gross out factor you come to expect from trauma films is there there's no shitty asses thankfully uh, <laughs> but there there is some fart humor and stuff like that which we all come to you know i i dig it so it's funny um there's a nice length too and and the pacing is good for this film for a film like this of this nature it doesn't overstay its welcome yeah i will say there is there there are some cons i don't i don't look at it as highly as john does but um some of the horror is silly and it doesn't hold up as much nowadays but it's it, you know it's dated but i i still do like it and i like what it does with like like i said the themes of you know it's like sort of a monster film it's a slasher film there's some superhero tropes there and it's a mishmash a hodgepodge if you will of um <laughs> things and I, for the most part, they hit. But, you know, some of it's I could see some people thinking it's a little silly or over the top. And, you know, that that is the trauma nature. So um, the dialogue is problematic, especially in in uh, 2023. Uh, but we've come to expect that from trauma films. So like it didn't it didn't blow, you know, it didn't blow me away because I already knew that there was there. And these films always push the envelope and mm -hmm. that's just their thing. And I do think that the characters saying the dialogue that's problematic it fits for those characters so like i can't fault it for that you know it's not like every character's throwing out those bad words it's mainly the the the, the fucking scum so you know it works for the film the acting like i know jacqueline you said it was it was good i don't think it's that good to be honest uh, it's hammed up for sure which i get but it's just like it's not very good um and i'm honestly looking at bozo when i'm saying that like 
I thought the guy Bozo was a little too over the top. Like, I'm so stressed out. Like, I know he's written that way. So maybe it's just the way the the character's written. Like, bro, come on. You got no. I didn't say the acting was good. I said he was committed. Okay. Yeah, he should be committed committed to the part. No, he's committed to the part. I don't know. It's just like it's just a little bit of a ding. Um, but I mean, like. I don't know. It's every everybody in the film sort of doing that. So that's just the, the way the performances are meant to be given. So I can't really fault it too much for that. But his one character sort of stood out the most. To me. Um, and the trauma films tend to have like at least one character that's sort of like over the top. But I don't know. It's not that horrible. Um, he's still fun to watch. So like I can't really criticize him too much. Um, I, I do think a little bit more world building could have been nice, though, because um, establishing like Tromaville a little bit more could have been um, could have helped like flesh out the corruption maybe or because there's like this little circle of just like oh the mayor's there and the chief's there but like if we would have saw a little bit of that or like how the town became corrupt i would have liked that i know this film doesn't really need that necessarily but i kind of wanted it or just a little bit more you know it's an hour and 22 minutes you could have given me another eight minutes or 10 minutes or so of some some world building of like what trauma was like maybe we get to see trauma turn corrupt Maybe trauma, maybe it took uh, Melvin's dad, like something happened to his dad because of the corruption or I don't know. Um, let me see here. Uh, also, the level of depravity in the city is just so extreme. Like everyone <laughs> at the gym is a piece of shit. Anyone in the authoritative role is just a fucking corrupt beyond belief. Toxie, Melvin's mom, Sarah, Officer Irishman, and some of the kids were like the only decent human beings in the entire town. Um, which I found a little unbelievable until the very end where you get to see people rally around Toxie. It just seems like everybody's just a piece of shit. <laughs> like it's fucking, <laughs> I don't know. I get it though. It was like sort of just, it was a commentary on like the eighties and sort of like New York city. And like, here's what happens when the scum take over, you know what I mean? And this mm-hmm. is one town in general where like it's overlooked and corruptions everywhere. We dump all our toxic waste there. And I, so I, I you know, I get that it's, it, it's a fun setting. So, but it's a little over the top. I also think there could have been like a better showdown at the end. Like I mentioned that. I just think the ending sort of like, eh, okay. I, I would have liked to see maybe he goes up against the National Guard and then they realize that like he's the good guy because they're from out of town. They wouldn't really come to think like, oh, we shouldn't kill him right away. I, I don't know. I think the army would have showed up and just started shooting, in my opinion. Um, also, I got to give it a ding for the fact that it just... I didn't see a single Iron Man or Captain America in this. And I thought this was, I, I thought this guy was an Avenger. Like, I just didn't. There was none of those guys. Uh, I'm just kidding, guys. Uh, so, yeah, I, like, I do think for me, like, the Toxic Avenger series is probably my favorite of the trauma titles that I've seen. I think it's the most consistent and um, it it's charming and it, it's it's pretty well rounded. Uh, it's got it's got the gore for you. It's got the humor. It's got the zaniness. It's got um you know it's got some decent acting it's got some cool characters um and it's very memorable uh for me so with that said i'm gonna give toxic avenger from 1984 i'm giving it 6.75 out of 10 what are we what are we giving it finger foods fried finger foods fried finger, fried yeah. finger foods yeah okay all right 6.75 out of 10 that is very specific <laughs> how about you jacqueline foods um yeah, so I I really find this movie to be very charming, very enjoyable, very memorable. I think it's obviously trash, but similar to when we talked about Hobo with a Shotgun last week, I think that it mostly achieves what it's trying to do. Like, yes, the acting is bad, but it is supposed to be bad 
for the sake of humor, you know, for comical effect. I think that what like what people are coming to this movie for is like just to be entertained and to like have some fun gore, able to like root for a cool hero. And I think you really get all that in this movie. Um, you know, I think Toxie is like very lovable in a way. And it's fun to be able to like he's a monster, but not really. And so you're still rooting for him. And he's he's like the good guy. He's the one who's like saving people and helping open jars and, you know, preventing <laughs> terrible things from happening. It's like a relief when he arrives on the scene and like you're because you're dreading like what this scumbag is going to do to this other person, this innocent person. And then he's there and it's like you get the satisfaction of like a, a superhero movie in a way. But you also get the, you know the kind of trashy gore and nudity of a um, of like a slasher pick or you know a, a different kind of horror movie so i i think it's really fun i don't really feel the need for more world building like you do hydroberg yes. just a difference of opinion i you know i think that it's fine as it is i i don't feel like it's something i'm like oh i'd like to know how the mayor became corrupt i just you know i i feel like it's 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 a nice short uh, hour and 20 minutes and i think that's just right for for something like this like it, it doesn't really need to get more complex um so i i do think it's uh special effects are pretty good for the most part as you guys pointed out there are moments where you can see the seams but again i i think that's a little bit of the charm of the do-it-yourself spirit of trauma movies in general i think that's just like it's something we all know, like, yeah, they, they find cheap ways to do things that, you know, but I think that also kind of breeds creativity. So um, I, it doesn't bother me in the slightest. If I were watching like Hereditary and I could tell that the blood was coming from like a, you know, a, a spout behind somebody's face, then like that would probably be off-putting. But in a movie like this, it just sort of adds to the charm for me. Um, so I respect the the effects and the gore and all that. Um, I think the actors, you know, like, let me be clear, I, I don't think the acting is good, but I think the actors did a good job with what they were supposed to do. So um, I think it's, it's a fun ride. Yeah, there's some language that I don't care for. And I know it's being uttered by villains, you know, who are supposed to be deplorable and who would speak that way. But I don't know. It's just it's uncomfortable. I, I don't like to judge movies from 40 years ago by today's standards i don't think that's fair um i just kind of wonder like what the you know what what like polite society would and would not say in 1984 i was only two then so i don't know what the you know the dominant kind of linguistic culture was <laughs> i don't know if that mm -hmm. was like if it was i just i don't feel like it was ever like really kosher to say the f word you know for for gay people or um, I guess the R word was pretty prevalent then, you know, yeah. I guess a lot of people said that when I was a kid. So I, I don't like it, but I also don't want to like judge the movie too harshly um, for that. But it's there. It's, you know, not great. So for, for whatever that's worth. Uh, so I think I will circle around and, and give the Toxic Avenger from 1984 a 7 out of 10 fried finger foods. <laughs> That's about where I was kind of like <clears throat> hovering. And then I was like, I never, I've never given like a seven, like a 0. 0.75 or anything. Before. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I don't know if it's quite a seven, 
I gave Hobo with a shotgun a 6.5, but this is kind of like it paved the way for a film like that. So mm-hmm. I feel like it sort of. Yeah, the reason why I rated it so high is just well, it's, it's a lot of nostalgia. I mean, yeah. for me. Um, yeah, I agree. I, with everything you guys said, but, you know, I, I think looking through it in 2023 goggles, it's just like, yeah, that's very problematic. This is not a perfect movie, but it's just it's something I can watch. The laundry know? scene was the one that really kind of stood out to me because it's Toxie that gives the says something that's kind of off. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's the one that really because it was like he's the hero and he's even yeah. saying. I really think back then that like I think that was really common. I don't think people. Oh, totally. It was. I don't think that like white people thought of that as offensive back then. Totally like is. in like in the mid eighties, you had like um, I mean, family guys even made the, that same joke. Yeah, but like you have like some silly Asian characters in some eighties movies. Like mm-hmm. um, like is it Pretty in Pink or is it Sixteen Candles? Before Sixteen Jack- Candles. Sixteen Candles. And then pop. like Indiana Jones and like yeah. there's just these kind of silly Asian characters and. I Which think were that, at least played by Asians because there were even roles that weren't even played by Asians. They were played by like white people. And, yeah, like um, the breakfast is um, Mickey Rooney played a very offensive portrayal of uh, an Asian man in that movie. It's or like off. Short Circuit, where uh, what's I don't know the actor's name, but he plays a um, <clears throat> Fisher Indian. Stevens. Yeah, and he's not <laughs> like that. Is, like you should, we would just get an actor from you know that culture to play that role nowadays. Like you just right. went whitewash that kind of thing or whatever. Yeah. 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 Good score. So, so. But, do we have trivia on this? Well, we I have, have to. Good trip, actually, I really do have some. There's real actually, yes. I really upped the stakes on the set. Um, no, before <laughs> we move on though, I, I think this is really one of the best trauma films. I want to bump my spark to a 7.5. Okay. I, okay. I think so too. Fuck it. I'll bump mine up to a seven. Okay. Let's do it. I'll take right. it. I just went so high because it is nostalgic for me. That's no, no, you, don't have, you don't have to justify it. I just don't want people to be offended and like thinking that nah. I'm okay no. with that stuff. No, no, so. no. You made it clear that you're not, but you can still love the movie. I do. Okay. Let me get to my trivia here. Oh, gosh. Oh, I, John. I don't think you should feel bad for jerking off to it at all. <laughs> First time I ever did. <laughs> Dude, back in the oh, people don't understand. Honest. Back in the day, us, you know, porn wasn't just readily available in the in the internet. No, no, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you had to make do with what you had, you know. Yeah, and this uh, was almost porn. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah, there, it was. It was the the breasts were bare and flying around. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so I got some good trivia. <laughs> they were just flying around. <laughs> just flying around. Popping around. Uh, I touched on this earlier, but yeah, the crushing of a child's head in the movie was accomplished by injecting a melon with corn syrup and red dye. A wig was placed on the melon and it was fitted onto a dummy. So I don't know. I thought that was cool. That's pretty dope. I think Hyderberg mentioned it like when they took the pol- Polaroids of it, it actually looked real or they yeah, must have like, awesome. it looked great. I don't know if that was the same thing that they were using or they just yeah. used the melon for the head burst. And then went in and used like something for the close up. I don't know. But I don't looked, know. It looked gnarly. It looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the brains were popped out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is maybe my favorite trivia fact for this movie. Larry Sultan, who played Frank, only had one arm. During the scene at the Mexican restaurant, one can see that his right arm is a prosthetic. He oh, never shit. moved it. 
He never moves it or uses it until Toxie rips it off. I didn't know that. That's why it just pops right off. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. The guy, <laughs> the shit beat up. <laughs> so yeah, I actually had to rewind that scene because I'm like, I looked down for a second while I was taking notes. And next thing I know, I looked up and the guy's arm was gone. I was like, what the fuck did I just miss? <laughs> and like I, the next guy was thrown across the like salad bar or whatever. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I rewound it and I was like, oh, his arm just pops right off. Um. This next fact is is interesting, um, a bit somber, but Patrick Kilpatrick, who played Leroy, the face painted criminal mm-hmm. at the Mexican restaurant, I actually thought his was great. He actually quit the film after having to point a shotgun at the baby. Oh, oh my God, I remember that. Whoa, yeah, yeah that's pretty heavy. Yeah, I don't love that moment, and he's like actually screaming because I always, whenever I see scenes with small children and there's something scary happening in the scene, I. I like to tell myself that this always happens. I don't know if it always does, but I have heard of directors like shooting it in such a way that, you know, the child isn't actually present for like the screaming and yelling or the cursing or the blood or the whatever they, you know, they find ways to shoot it. So it looks like they are, but they're not really. And so I, you know, I didn't like it that he had the shotgun and he was like screaming at the the baby's mother because it's like that must have been scary for that little kid who doesn't know that he's in a movie you know Um, it's like the dog do we actually see him them blow away the dog or is the dog just hit like we just see a i don't remember seeing the dog get shot the very quick cut scene okay the dog trained to like sort of glide across the floor on Hmm. command okay so yeah that, that actor quit the film after that scene which i just think is sort of unusual and interesting so he must have filmed. I'm trying to remember. It was the restaurant scene where he points the gun at the child. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So then he must have filmed that other part where he's a gunman or uh, beforehand. Yeah. Beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Uh, according to Mitch Cohen, during filming, uh, Mitch Cohen. Which one was Mitch Cohen? Actually, I don't know which one. I think he played um, Melvin, right? Yes. No, mm-hmm. he played Toxy, the actual. Oh. oh okay. I, I couldn't get the actor straight. According to Mitch Cohen, during filming the scenes fighting Cigar Face and his gang in Shinbone Alley, a homeless man walked up to him and offered him a drink, believing him to be a genuine homeless burn victim. Nice. That's kind of sweet. Oh, shit. That's like what I meant, too. Like, Aww. when they were filming, it's not like they told people around, like, hey, we're filming. Yeah. Like, they were just kind of doing it. And, like, regular bystanders were kind of walking by. Hoping to get away with it. Yeah. yeah. This yeah, is interesting. Real filming. This is interesting. During pre-production, Vincent D'Onofrio was set to play the role of Bozo. But prior to filming, <laughs> Vincent D'Onofrio asked for a slight raise and was instead fired from the movie and replaced by Gary Snyder. Oh, that would how have been awesome cool would that have been? That role. And then he went on to do oh. Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 87 was Full Metal, so. Okay. So only a couple years later. Mm-hmm. Uh. Oh, during the car wreck scene, the stunt car was rigged to allow the vehicle to drive straight with the gas pedal to the floor. But the roll bar installed in the car, however, was wrecked when the car was falling off the cliff, and it almost killed the stunt driver who was driving the vehicle. So it just didn't hold. It just, just, like, the the roll bar just failed. Oh, shit. And that's the thing. That's why they're willing to drive off a cliff, because they know, like, they're in a death-proof car, you know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Yeah. But not that time. That's scary. That is scary. Uh, Okay. So the sheep that Mark Torgel had to kiss. uh, Oh, that. So he's Melvin. The sheep that Mark Torgel had to kiss was infested with lice. Yeah. He didn't find that out out until after the scene was shot. Now, it doesn't say how he found that out. I hope he didn't get, you know, 
infected by the lice. It but, was in ooh. his pubes. <laughs> He's the method actor. Oh, no. Ugh. Yeah, he really fucked the sheep for that role, just to check it out. <laughs> oh, so you guys were talking Gross. about me. The location used for the Mexican restaurant is now a Popeye's in Rutherford, New Jersey. Okay. There you go. You there. Yeah, it lo- definitely looks like a real location. Yeah. yeah. It almost reminded me of the restaurant that they did um, where, uh, what's it, uh, Coming to America, when Samuel Jackson comes to the door and robs oh. it. It reminded me of the, the I forgot, the, the big, I forgot the, what the, his McDowell's. McDowell's, yeah. yeah. You know what I loved is that they had like they had samurai swords at a Mexican restaurant, which was awesome. Any sense? It should have been machetes. 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 Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, so according to Dan Snow, the character name and gimmick for Cigar Face were thought up on the spot by Lloyd Kaufman while they were filming his scenes because Kaufman spotted Snow lighting up a cigar on the set. Mm. So, oh, okay, you're going to be a cigar face. And- also, it's funny, too, that like he gets away. Like, he doesn't die. <laughs> yeah. He's in the second one. Mm. Is he in the second one? Yeah, he he's dies part of the apocalypse. The Does he die? Yeah. Yeah, he gets shot. Remember, he, like, the he, 60... Positive like the, he dies from it? I don't think he dies from it. because well, he, he gets a shotgun All right, well, the, to his chest. The is in the second one, and he's smoking a cigar in his scene and he's at like the re- like he's at the meeting of like the apocalypse like corporation or whatever i guess i didn't notice that yeah. um, maybe it's a different role they i don't remember the scarface i mean um uh cigar face oh cigar face scarface oh, sc- oh. I, didn't even, I didn't even put that together i didn't like the way he said it too <laughs> cigar face like he was a pirate Mm-hmm. All right. A deleted scene, which is available on the DVD, shows Toxie throwing a sandwich, smacking the face of Sarah's next door neighbor. Playing the neighbor is Mitch Cohen without the toxic Toxic Avenger makeup. So oh, it's kind of yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So it was him I mean, throwing a sandwich at himself. Have, mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I love this next fact. <clears throat> After going behind the scenes on Rocky. 1976, Lloyd Kaufman decided to make a movie in a health club with his friend Michael Hurst. After reading a magazine article with the headline Horror Film is Dead, Troma decided to change the health club movie into a horror movie. And the film's working title was Health Club, and lobby cards bearing this title can be viewed on the Troma website. So this movie was originally not intended to be a horror film or horror comedy or anything. I, I, it was just supposed to somehow take place in a health club, but it became that after reading that article. So it's actually kind of funny fun. that I watched this film because I also, the other day, watched a double feature of Aerobicide, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Kill Workout. I yep. had never seen it. And I watched <laughs> Fatal Games, both on Tubi, because Spoils of Horror covered them. And I had never actually listened to the Aerobicide episode of theirs, so I decided to listen to it. I've been going through like my back catalog of things, that movies that I just haven't either caught yet or it, you know episodes of my favorite podcast that I just haven't listened to yet. And a robicide. So, what'd you think of a robicide? It's a fun. It's a funny film. It's there's some a lot fun of kung fu in that. Yeah, yeah. There's some. There's some good kung fu in there. Mm-hmm. Dope car too. Mm-hmm. Mustang Sorry. too. Mm-hmm. All right, I still got. Oh, a couple, I Sorry. got a good. All right, you're gonna love this. The actress who played Wanda and the actor who played Slug, <clears throat> excuse me, who played a couple in this film, fell in love on set and ended Aww. up getting married, and then later divorced. Ah, <laughs> but still. <laughs> Whatever. They had their moment. Isn't that sweet? Must have been yeah, all they that. fucked a lot yeah. in that movie, though. 
Oh my gosh. Know, because that sex scene is one of the most awkward looking sex scenes I've ever seen. Well, you can't show it unless you're they're putting just an rubbing each other and doing it's like they're wriggling their bodies. They're and, really into each other, like the whole movie. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. There's a lot of making out. There's a lot of yeah. bloodlust in this movie. Yeah, for okay. sure. You guys are gonna love this one too. Okay. <laughs> you already brought up the mayor getting massaged and like having this like six foot long sandwich and blah blah blah. The crew reportedly ate the large sandwich that Pat Pat Ryan lay on top of for his role as the mayor. Yeah. Fuck no, that's He's gross. Up to it. <laughs> yeah. Like oh my straddle. god. Ugh. All right, that's the most disgusting part of the movie, right there. <laughs> not not none of the gore. It's the it's the side thing. The sandwich. It's it, it's a guy sweating all over his sandwich, and you got to eat it. Oh, I wonder if they were aware they ate it. It's part of the craft services. Oh, come on. No, they're, they're all standing around while they're filming this, and this guy's, like, sweating all over this <laughs> Well, then Lloyd probably, sandwich. like, you know, gave it to him later on in a dish, like, differently. And yeah, they were... probably cut it up into, like, little individual pieces. and a hair them. in mine. All right, I'm going to officially announce this. The hoagie sandwich is now what the trash bag is to Hyderabad. So no <laughs> more ho- hoagie sandwiches. Oh, so anytime there's a six-foot hero on a, in a movie, you're going to have a random. Oh, uh, I'm totally... We need a good rant then, John. I want a John rant. All right, yeah. here we go. Don't lay on a sandwich and eat it, okay? Enough <laughs> <laughs> said. I don't want your body fluids on my hoagie sandwich. That's a good life lesson. Extra mayonnaise, you know what I'm saying? Ew. <laughs> well done. Well done. I like that one. Extra mayonnaise. Extra vinegar and salt. Ew. It's not a potato chip, John. I know. Jacqueline's with me on this one. Look at her. She's turning green. She's like, oh. It's getting disgusting. All right. Sorry. Uh, I more? liked it better when we were talking about popcorn. <laughs> 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 well, that's about all the trivia I've got, but I thought there were some fun facts. In the Those are great. The trivia you can stomach. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys enjoyed this one, though. I had a blast. I mean, Toxic Avenger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, I honestly. I've got all of them. I'm going to watch them. It's been a while. I kind of, I kind of wanted to, because I, I started watching number two, so I kind of want to. Number two, I'm, and I'm, yeah, how many were there? They're, they have four. Four, right? four. yeah. So yeah. part four was filmed in Poughkeepsie, Hyderabad. Gotcha. I do kind of like the, and, and I know they get a little zanier, but I, I sort of like the whole like Toxie going up against other monsters. There's like a yeah. Godzilla type um, of a of a feel to it, where yeah, where he's going up against you know an equal almost of strength and. Mm-hmm. So I kind of dig that. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen those. So I definitely want to go down that rabbit hole. The second one's got such a funny opening too. And <laughs> so many everybody's guys. dancing. They're all coming. Yeah. And they're all coming out of the limo. Like every time a bunch of them gets killed, there's another set of guys, like 10 guys come out of the limo. Oh, like yeah. how fucking henchmen do you have in this limo? And they're all, all different. different. Oh, yeah. Um, well, so that's it for Toxic Avenger. John, thank you for picking this movie. I had so much fun watching it. It was a, a, uh, fun, a fun movie to revisit that I hadn't seen in a while. Great discussion, well too, guys. Thank, thank you. Too. Mm-hmm. Jacqueline. Oh, go ahead. No, I just think it paired well with Hobo with a Shotgun. Like, it's a good yeah, little double yeah. two-week, you know, schlock fest. Yeah. I However, like- but Jacqueline, I'm very curious of what you're picking next week. I'm so curious. Please make it a good one. Uh, it's a great one. I think this is going to be a unanimous 10 out of 10 from everybody next oh, week. Awesome. Red- what is it? Red- Red- this is like hereditary level stuff here. This is Nightmare Before Christmas. Stuff, you guys. Almost. You're really close, Hyderberg. It's Exorcist. 
It's the Devil's Rejects from Rob Zombie next week. Oh, from Zob Zob Rombie. Yes. Oh, by the way, I'm- this was my last week on a cut above. So um, I hope you guys have fun talking about that. Um, thank you so much for having me on. Um, well, Hundred episodes, we did it, guys. <laughs> we did it. I guess I'll just have to get uh, Anya on to defend old Rob with me. No, uh, <laughs> no, John, you're coming. I will. I'll be I here. Will. I'll be here. I promise. John, you gonna write a reach around for this one, or? <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> That's your job, buddy. I had, a, I had one job to do this week, and I wrote a and you fucking really nice me. reach around. I'm keeping that at the Hall of Fame, and I'm done. We need to get you, that thing. Yeah, I want I want that thing on a, in a, a frame. That will go, John. That will go in our coffee table book of reach arounds. It will be included. Yes, I actually wrote it out. Too. I see hey, that. Man. Yeah, you're a pen and paper kind of guy. No, I actually wrote it on my computer, and I wanted to write it out just to read, like okay. rephrase some stuff. So, yeah. No, Heidelberg, go back. Your job. You do okay. reach around for round zombies, devil rejects. Yep. So that's that's what we're watching. I think that was 2005, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Yeah, well, I, you know, we did uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, we're doing a year, year and a half ago. So, you know, there was, after we did House of a Thousand Corpses, like two weeks later, somebody suggested, I think it might have been John, that we do another Rob Zombie movie. And Hyderberg was like, come on! Oh, yeah. and then we compromised. That's what it was. And we, and we did his brother's <laughs> film. Allegoria. We did Allegoria. But even that wasn't like two weeks after. No. So, I, you know, I feel like spacing them out a year and a half apart is reasonable. Yeah. You need, you need <laughs> Just don't pick those Halloween movies. You got to let them breathe. What, Hyderberg? You got to let it breathe. You know what I mean? When you, you gotta, cover a Rob Zombie film, there's nothing else will compare for a while. You need at least a year and a half to like kind of. Come off the stank off of it. You're on that high. You're on that Rob Zombie high. Otherwise, it's just not fair to the other movies. Yeah, it's just not. I'm like, you got it because then I'm judging everything on a curve based on Rob Zombie's work. You know what I mean? Everything is going to seem like shit by comparison. Absolutely. I'm just wondering if his wife's going to be in this one. Oh, wait, she is in Jake. Yeah, she plays the camera, I think, that he filmed the the movie on. And the cactus. Yeah. All right. So, guys, go watch Devil's Rejects. Get some Jiffy Pop. Put yeah. some hell yeah, and some parmesan on it, or melt some butter and pour that uh-huh. on. Get some of that cheddar cheese salt or whatever it is that you know you sprinkle on there, and go watch Devil's Rejects for next week. All right. Yeah. In the meantime, you'd like <laughs> to share thoughts about either the Toxic Avenger or anything about Rob Zombie? Popcorn <laughs> recipe. Please email us at a cut above horror review at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cut above horror. You can reach us on Instagram at a cut above one word dot horror underscore review. And make sure you become a friend on Facebook, a cut above colon or review and give us those five star ratings on iTunes and on Spotify. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks again, guys, for a great discussion about Toxic Avenger. John, thanks for picking that. That was a lot of fun. And I'll see you guys back here next week for The Devil's Rejects. And until next week, keep it toxic.